0: With Star Trek Picard inching ever closer, and Star Trek Discovery Season 3 on the way, and Lower Decks being a thing that's actually happening for some reason that I don't understand, and oh, they're doing an animated kids show that's going to be happening, so yeah, there's a lot of Star Trek coming, and I don't have a lot of high hopes for a lot of it. But what I'd like to talk about today in this fractured and Messed up world, especially as we're about to go into a new decade I want Star Trek to boldly go where it's always gone before but not in the way you're probably thinking on today's project Shadow Can you hear me? I have something to see <laughs> Hello everyone, how are you doing today? My name's Charlie. You might know me better as sci-fi fantasy writer C.E. Dorsett, or not. We talked about that a bit yesterday, and that's weird. So today I would like to talk about Star Trek, because there's a lot of it coming in the future, and next year is the future, and we'll talk about that tomorrow. But yeah... Uh, there's so much going on and i don't know that they really understand what star trek is so yeah before we get into all that if you haven't already please do take a moment to rate this podcast in whatever app you're listening to us on really does help out a lot it tells the algorithms to share the podcast with more people the more people that listen the bigger the community the bigger the community the better the chance we have of actually communicating with each other and after all that's why i do this in the first place thank you to everybody who's already done that and Apparently, I'm supposed to say this on a podcast too? Don't forget to subscribe if you like what you're listening to. Alright, let's get into it. So yeah, we've got a lot of Star Trek coming. There's going to be the new Picard series, and there's going to be the next season of Star Trek Discovery, which takes place in the future. It's future. Because yeah, it's going to go from a prequel to a sequel in one season. So that, that that's the thing that happens and we're getting lower decks, which is apparently going to take place at the same time as the next generation does, but different and animated and for adults in the spirit of Rick and Morty, but still Star Trek somehow. Yeah. And there's going to be an animated kids series where kids get a starship or something and I, I I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. And with all this going around, like, yeah, I'm excited to see Patrick Stewart back. And I'm really hoping Jerry Ryan has a big role to play in the series and isn't just going to be dropped into one episode as a, hey, remember Seven of Nine? Because I love Jerry Ryan. I loved, loved Seven of Nine and thought that her character really could have been so much more than she was allowed to be on Voyager. So uh, I, I would love to see that built out more. And hopefully, hopefully, fingers crossed, they will do that. But, yeah, I, I'm really concerned that Picard's going to be either Star Trek as we've never seen it because Patrick Stewart hasn't been allowed to write it before, and hopefully that's a good thing, or it's just going to be a giant nostalgia bomb that, well, yeah, and who knows what discovery is gonna be because it's going from a prequel series to a sequel series where it's happening in the future's future because that'll make people like it finally, right? Which I don't think they had to do because it finally got where it found a voice and was being kind of good again. And uh, anyway, but that's not where my concerns are. You see, to me, the thing that makes Star Trek Star Trek is that it's always had one, a, an optimistic view of the future and that two, it has embraced the concept of diversity that we are stronger because of our differences, not in spite of them. And these are the two things that really sit at the heart of star Trek and make it exactly who and what it is. Now, this is, where, this is where the series has uh, had some problems in the past. Season one of Discovery. Well, it was so much about Michael that while you saw a lot of people of different species running around, they really either didn't have a lot to do or made stupid decisions because plot demanded that they do it. And so, you yeah. know... It was hard to really gauge exactly how it felt about having all these people around because everything went back to Michael, and they did that again kind of in season two. But we got to see more characters, and we got to see them, and they were interesting. And apparently, there's a search for Spocky, a character next season, or getting a flashback or something. I don't know. They they showed a dead character in season three trailer thingy. So hopefully that's not going to be their shtick, is that they're going to bring a character back from the dead every season. So we're going to kill some characters, and then we're going to raise one of them from the dead. (sighs) Whatever. Anywho. um, I, I don't want to make this about the Star Trek's past. Because what Star Trek did so well, when you consider that it came out in the 60s, the original series, is it found a way to bridge the divide and tell stories that had meaning and purpose while at the same time maintaining a not, not, not a surface level and not a centrist understanding of diversity. It never fell into the both sidesing of things. There was a right and there was a wrong, and our heroes weren't always in the right. You know, the peace treaty on Organia, that, oh my goodness, the Klingons and the Federation were wrong. And the Organians had to step in and chastise them like children to get them to understand that they were wrong. And I really liked that about the original series, that our heroes weren't always the ones who were right. Our heroes sometimes had lessons that they needed to learn too. And Kirk having to realize that he had gotten so wound up in his war mentality that he wasn't actually being the person that he wanted to be anymore. That was a powerful message. And that was a powerful episode. And so here we are in 2019 going on to 2020. And we've had two seasons of a new Star Trek series and so many more coming. And apparently there's going to be a Pike series, but we'll talk about that when it eventually gets announced. And if there was ever a time when we needed this message of diversity and compassion, if there was ever a time when we needed this message of learning to see through the lies that people tell us and the propaganda and see what's actually true, this is it. I mean, when you compare our time to the time that the original series existed in, it there's so many parallels that it's uncanny and uh, upsetting. And yet, here we are with a series that very reluctantly takes a stand on anything, very reluctantly decides to have a point of view, and doesn't really have one, because when it gets close, it starts doing its, uh, you know, both sides thing. Because it wants to be safe and it wants to be loved. And don't get me wrong, I understand that. CBS All Access wants to make money. They need to make money. They're, they're not making a lot of money. Viacom like, um, is not, the, you know, hitting it out the ballpark with a lot of their projects lately. So I understand them wanting as broad an audience as they can get. But watering down your content so that it doesn't have anything to say or anything to offer or anything to really dig into doesn't get you there. Season 1 of Discovery is a very good example of this. You have what looks like a very good parallel for our time as we're fighting a war against ISIS at the time. You have a series about a group of religious fanatics who are willing to attack people without cause and the solution to this is a very un star trek solution well we'll just shoot them until we win and don't tell me that that's how the dominion war worked because if you do then i know you didn't watch the end the dominion war ended through arbitration they knew that they were going to be defeated and thus the treaty happened And the treaty had costs for both sides and both sides had to give things up. And Odo went back to his people where he will sleep in the great link forever. Now that we've lost René Abergenois, but that desire to mediate that desire to find a peaceful solution that Star Trek is not a show where the Federation fires first is put into question because we want to tell something new and dynamic and that doesn't offend anybody. So we'll just do a simple action series. And don't get me wrong. The original series had a lot of those episodes. TNG had a lot of those episodes. Voyager pretty much was those episodes. But the reason Star Trek gained an audience is that it had a voice and it needs to have a voice again. we lift up our voice to the great bird of the galaxy that they may fly over our Star Trek and bring it back on course. Or so we would say in the Temple of Trek. Which, if you've never attended a Temple of Trek, they're hilarious and fun and just moving in strange ways. But mostly fun. And so here we are. What do we need? What needs to happen? Star Trek could Return to its position of being a voice for the voiceless and a voice for change. A voice not for moderation or mediocrity. But a voice for acceptance and expansion. Of curiosity and wonder. Because that's when Star Trek is at its best. And looking at what they're doing, maybe Discovery will be there, but... Who knows what they're going to be doing with Picard, because this is just a chance to do a nostalgia property again. You loved the next generation, so let's just continue that story. And yes, I want it to be good. We, I think all of us, well, I can't say all of us, because this is the real problem that we're in, is this fractured society that we've developed, where people care more about being right and scoring points than they do about anything else, about whether... The points are scored honestly, fairly, or truthfully. No, we don't care about that anymore. Because it's about our teams and our team winning. At whatever the cost. We'll make up any ridiculous lie that we need to to win and tell our stories. Yeah, fandom is broken. Society is fractured. But it's not as bad as it's ever been. It's been much worse at many points in our past. And it's important to remember that. But I bring all that up, especially here as we're going into this new new year, this new decade. And I think of all that Star Trek could be bringing to the floor right now. Star Trek never shied away from the issues of its day. When we had lots of conversations about civil rights, we see that brought up over and over again in the original series and tackled from various angles, from police brutality to the blind hatred that divides us for absolutely no reason. We see the show taking on the social ills of the time and offering questions not even answers necessarily, but ways of thinking about the problem that's different from what we once had. And all of these things we need now as much as we did then. We don't see them tackling some of the bigger issues. Like I said, the biggest problem with season one of Discovery was it set up what looked like was it was going to be a very topical exploration of our time. We have a military officer going off book and doing something illegal and committing mutiny. Well, that's interesting because that's happened numerous times in recent history. And we've had presidents both condemn those officers and unfortunately reward them for war crimes. So that would have been an interesting storyline to tell. How is the Federation going to deal with this? Well, it's not See, people are going to give her the side eye for a while and we find out that she did it for a good cause. And yeah, yeah, we're, we're not really going to deal with the issue. It's just going to be a plot point. Oh, and those religious zealots. Yeah, that, that that's not really going to be an issue we're going to deal with for the rest of the season. That was just a plot point. That was just something that we decided to throw in for fun because it's different and it's a way of seeing the Klingons that makes the show look relevant, even though we're not actually going to tackle those issues at all. And now we have the setup for Star Trek Picard. And if any series looks like it should be topical, this appears to be a show that's going to be taking on the refugee crisis. Because we are living through a refugee crisis all around the world. Be it from war, famine, the climate change... For numerous reasons, there are people fleeing their homes all over the world, seeking refuge. And we have this natural point in the timeline to put this after the destruction of Romulus. And so this looks like a story that's going to be tackling the refugee crisis. And because of the track record of the newer Star Trek shows... I have absolutely no confidence that it's going to be anything more than a plot point. Romulus was destroyed. Refugees happened. The Borg central system was destroyed. Seven of Nine brought many Borg out of their uh, slavery. And now they're refugees as well. But that's just going to be a plot point. We're not actually going to tackle some of the challenges that this mass migration could and should caused for the Federation. No, that's probably not going to be a thing. Especially given that the Federation at the time was dealing with the aftermath of the Dominion War. No. No, these are probably going to be plot points. And hopefully, hopefully I'm wrong. I mean, we haven't seen the series yet, so hopefully I'm wrong. Hopefully Patrick Stewart, when he said that he needed a seat in the writer's room, saw what they were doing with Star Trek and realized that what made the series that he did before great was that it didn't shy away from the issues of his day. And maybe that's why he was in the room. Because he wanted to make sure that they were not just giving lip service and making these important (laughs) events into plot points. I mean, we can only hope. But that's what we need right now. That's what we need from all of these franchises that once upon a time gave us hope, that gave us stories of redemption, these high-minded series that tried to show us the best of who we could be. Because in so many ways, we have forgotten that. It's been the 70s again for quite some time, where we look at the darker side and the bad side and who we can be at our worst. And yeah, that's a lot easier to think about sometimes. Who the worst among us are. Who we are when we're stripped of everything and beaten down. And to the point where we're little more than caged animals fighting for the scraps that the rich have left us. Because, you know, they have all the power and they have all the money. But when our television, when our movies, when our books are at their best, they show us who we could be, who we could aspire to be. And that's why heroes will never be passé. Because every generation needs something to aspire to. Every generation needs to look ahead and see hope for what could be if only we had the courage and the strength to push towards it. And that is what Star Trek has always been at its best, and hopefully what this new spate of Star Trek will be, at least some of it. Because no, it doesn't always have to be high-minded. No, it doesn't always have to be hopeful in showing us the way forward. But in this time where everyone feels caged in by darkness, in this time when everyone (laughs) talks about how we are isolating ourselves and fractured on ideological lines, it would be wonderful if at least one show would arise, at least one, and say, you know, whether you listen to me or not, there is a better way. Because that's how culture begins to change. I hope you enjoyed this episode. If you did, and you haven't already, please do rate it in whatever app you're listening to me on. It does help out a lot. If you have any questions, comments, or topics you'd like to hear discussed on the show, in the show notes you'll find a link to the voice message system. Keep it short, keep it clean so I can use it on the show. I would love to hear from you. You can also hit me up on social media. I am C. Dorset on Twitter and Instagram. And you can find links to everything that I do over at ProjectShadow.com. And don't forget to check out my new YouTube channel at YouTube.com slash C where I'm periodically doing videos and learning how to do all that. But thank you to everybody who's commenting and subscribing over there. It's uh, happening faster than I thought. It's weird. YouTube's weird. If you want to help make everything that I do better and make my life a little bit easier um, and less filled with worry and anxiety, in the show notes you'll also find a link to both the listener support and my Patreon. Just as little as a dollar a month really does help out a lot. For anybody who gives a dollar a day, I, we will have my eternal gratitude, but all I ask is a dollar a month. It really does help out more than you could ever imagine. Thank you to everybody who already does that. If you don't have any money right now or you don't feel like giving, that's perfectly all right. But if you know somebody you think would like either this podcast or any of the work that I do, please share it with them. That helps out immensely as well. So I am continuing to work on the sci-fi setting, and I am currently working on getting my edits done for the fantasy books. So much going on. I will keep you up to date on all of that. And until next time, don't forget, have the fun. Bye.